And welcome back to the sixth episode of the Landing on Lansdowne podcast with your boys, Chris Ferrara and Evan Roche. And we have still lockout going on, so there's still not a lot to talk about. But but there's some big news. Uh, our, my I think my favorite pitcher, maybe second favorite pitcher growing up, John Lester, retired. Um, how long did he play in the league? Oh, wow. He came up in 06. Right? Yeah. And he was kind of part of that 07 team. And then he yeah, really he came into a bullpen guy for that. Yeah. And then he really came into himself in 2013. But you were no hitter in 08. Yeah. I, and coming off cancer and everything. But he's just like an inspiration and an amazing pitcher. And I mean, I guess we all wish him the best, right? Yeah. He's probably going to go hunting and fishing and everything that he likes to do. Definitely the worst mistake the current Red Sox ownership has ever made was to like give him the option to walk and not just meet what he wanted. Yeah. Did you, you, you obviously listened to the John Lester section 10. Yeah. Um, I was listening to that too. And the fact that after he went to Oakland and was a free. Yeah. Twice. Like how, how do you do that? How do you let him do that? And he wanted to come back so bad, too. I know. But I think part of the thing is why he went to the Cubs is because Theo drafted him when he was in Boston, and then Theo went to the Cubs. So it was, like, more – it was comfortable going there because, you know, they go get David Ross, John Lackey, all the yeah. guys from Boston. It's, like, it's comfortable there. Yeah. And they were really good. Where the rest and, of the were on Yeah, and no one wants to be part of a rebuild, but, like, the Cubs had a plan to break that curse. Exactly. So, hey, dude, what do you – if he goes in the Hall of Fame, I I think – I know it's a big debate if he's going to be a Red Sox or a Cub, but I definitely think he's going to be a Red Sox. Cub. What? Think about it, man. Like, he goes – because the 16 World Series, it was his staff. It was all oh. him. Boston in 07, he wasn't the guy. And in 13, like – they had a ton of dudes. Like they had Lackey, Peavy, uh, who uh, they had a, you know what I mean? I mean, it was him and Chapman, bro. That's all they had. And yeah, but he won two championships in Boston, and he threw a no hitter after beating cancer while he was in Boston. I feel like it's a split down the middle. It's really just he's gonna have to flip a coin, dude. I think it's just like I think service time takes over more than anything, you know. No, I know, but at the end of the day, he probably felt cheated by the Red Sox when they wouldn't come up to his asking price. Because think about it, you put all those years into an organization, do everything you can, and then when it's time for you to get paid, and they go, eh, eh. that's going to piss you off. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But whenever I think of John Lester, dude, I think auto- – maybe because I'm a Red Sox fan, but I automatically – because you're a Red Sox fan. You think of – ask a Cubs fan. They go, John Lester, he has a Cub. You know? I just I... – I still saw that he's a cub. Yeah, ask an A's fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's go ask the A's fans what like he actually is. Maybe they'll they'll decide. Yeah, but I mean they gave a cesspitus for him. Yeah. Red Sox legend. Red Sox legend, yo, and his cesspitus. What a weird time that was. Is he gonna come back next year? Dude, I doubt it. Cause when I was at Indian River, he him and his brother would come take BP on our field. And we had this huge like screen and left field that it was more than a home oh, yeah. run. 
but it like protected the cows in left field, which is hilarious. And him and his brother both just put it over that like cow protection fence. And White Sox, right? Um, yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yo, yo, and Kel, yeah, something like that, or something. Yeah, it's something like that. Something along those lines. But dude, he is legit, and it was funny. So my roommate. He's kind of like a sidearm three quarters or whatever. Yeah. And uh, the younger brother would be like, take live ABs with us. <laughs> and off our normal guys, like the dudes that threw like 95, you know, the, our guys, like our, we had one dude that threw 94, went to FAU after, like he's legit. He got hits off him. But against my roommate, who was just like three quarter, stupid, like weird angle and everything, got him out five times in a row because he kept on striking out they kept on giving him more bats and he struck out more and more and more and more and i was just like what and then he finally got one at his ankles and put it to the fence and the power on that dude was just stupid especially where he hit it but yeah anyway that's enough of the uh red Sox legend and let's talk about maybe some future legends the international signings that we had maybe they'll pan out yeah so the red Sox had three big signings they signed a ton of guys but three guys really stand out top 50 uh, yeah three top 50 guys uh shortstop ferelli and carnacion they gave 1.2 million to and um he was rated the 19th best international prospect and Baseball America gave him a 60 grade on his power. It's not looking like he's going to stick at short because he's 6'2", 175, and he's a bat first guy. So they might move him yeah. to third or first. I mean, all those kids are shortstops. Everyone's a shortstop, dude. So I don't think he sticks at short, but if they're, going, if they're throwing a 60 on his potential power, he's definitely very intriguing and a guy to watch for years. I mean, he's yeah. 16th, obviously very far away, but. Yeah. Once he gets to the complex league, hopefully something uh make some waves. And then I signed another shortstop, Frammy De Leon, for 1.1 million. And uh, he's 17. He's a glove first shortstop. He's 5'10, 160. They they're banking on him adding strength. He's yeah, 160, and he got yeah, signed. He's 16. Uh, they're banking but... on him. Yeah, I know. Dude, I was 180 when I was 16. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> They're just hope. I mean, he's supposed to be a fast twitch, like defense first kid. Okay. I mean, they're just hoping he adds strength and like develops. But you know, the Red Sox scouting current scouting department has obviously done extremely well lately. So. Yeah, very well. And then they signed uh, Johan Fran Garcia. He's a catcher uh, for six hundred fifty thousand. Um, oh, Johan Fran. Yeah. Johan friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, he looks to be like a decent prospect. I mean, you never really know with these young kids. I think it's yeah. crazy for giving 16-year-olds that much money. Yeah. Unless it's like a can't-miss kid where it's like, this kid is going to be the big, like, next big thing. Unless it's like a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And if you want to find out how he got signed, you should go listen to episode four of this podcast. <laughs> He's a can't miss guy. He's a can't can't miss guy. Really cannot miss. For real. Yeah. Do you think, so, um, do you think any of those guys have potential just to be crazy good? Like, cause when 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 was realistically the last time we signed an international guy that turned out to be an absolute stud? Like Moncada was good, but he's Evers? on the white. 
no, no, no. Like, was he one of these? Was he like yeah, an no, no. He, he was a like a sixteen-year-old international Devin, signing? Yeah, they signed Devers right. when he was sixteen. They signed Bogarts. Mancada was part of the package that got a sale. Brian Mata is coming up. Alberto Jimenez is coming up. They've like actually done pretty good on the international market. I feel dumb. <laughs> I just feel a little dumb. All right, so let's uh, let's move from the international signings and let's talk about our other prospects that we got with the Baseball America new rankings. And uh, we have four guys in the top 100. So we got uh, Marcelo Mayer at 15. He was probably the best player in the draft last year and somehow fell to Boston at four where the teams thought his price was going to be too high or signability issues. I don't know, but Red Sox hit gold with getting him. They got uh, Tristan Cassis, who's on the cusp of the big leagues at number 19 on Baseball America. His power is just – his power is going to play in the big leagues because his hit yeah. is so good. Yeah, it's, that's that he has to be coming up this year. He, he's going to come up probably around mid-year when – depending on how the service time thing is with the whole new CBA, if there's a new yeah. CBA, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. And then, uh, I mean – no, go ahead. Keep on going. No, say it. I was going to say, like, do you think they're just going to stick with the old one and then um, keep on playing? No. No, nah, there's definitely going to be some tweaks. I don't think it's going to be anything significant, but, yeah. You and think then, of um, DH? Got, yeah, universal DH. That will probably be it. Good. <laughs> and then we got uh, Nick York at 31. Heim Bloom found gold when he drafted York. Yeah. I mean, Baseball America gave him a 70 grade on his hit tool and 70 out of 80, which so 70 is like unreal. Yeah. He's going to – he's kind of far – he's far away from the big leagues, but, you know, if he keeps on hitting, they're, he's just going to force his way to fly through the system. At the end of the day, that's kind of all it is. If you keep on hitting, like, yeah. you know, you'll find a spot. Yeah. I mean, York is just – really made a name for, for himself and like really made waves in the prospect world. I think, I think Boston has a really good up and coming infield because if they extend Devers and Bogarts, their infield in 24, 25 is going to be York, Cassis and Mayer added to that group. Yeah. And then you got blaze Jordan in there. That's crazy. Dude. Got I, bad, dude. Yeah. I feel like blaze Jordan's literally just the next Tristan Cassis. Oh, yeah. Jordan, like, he had a really good year. He's not ranked in the top 100, but he had a really good year. Well, isn't he also, like, 12? I think he might be, like, 17. Yeah, exactly. He has to be 18 now. I remember remember when he was 13, and I was on Snapchat, and one of the stories was, like, this 13-year-old hits bombs. And they're talking about Blaze Jordan at the Power Showcase and all that. Did you see that Power Showcase with him? You were? Yeah, Tuero winded up winning it. No way. That's where I won the whole thing. Oh, my God. I think we must have been an age group higher. Yeah, because I got invited when I was 12. And then they're like, oh, yeah, it's like $2,000. And I was like, yeah, I went with the whole uh, MVP team. Banditos. And we all got put like on the California team somehow. (laughs) What? Yeah, because they did East Coast, West Coast. And all of us were on the West Coast team. Well, okay, they give you a jersey, right? Yeah, they put it's, Florida on our jerseys, but we had West across the front. 
really weird. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, that. Okay, cool. Anyways, and then rounding out the prospects that the Red Sox have in the top 100, we got Jaron Duran at 91. I mean, he, I think he was a little overhyped coming up last year, but I still think he's a good player. I mean, game-changing speed, and he has legit power. It's just finding that middle ground of, am I going to be a power hitter or I'm going to try to get on base? I feel like if you have speed, you should just be an on-base kind of guy. Yeah, but he does have a pop. I, I think he'll be fine. I think it was just he got up, fell into a little slump, and it just spiraled. I think the offseason – have time to reset i think he'll be fine yeah me too i mean it i did love all the hype that was around him and everything and when he came up what his first hit was a home run off garrett cole right no he hit a single off garrett cole in his first at bat and i was like this guy yeah. this guy can stick this guy's good like first mlbab get hit off cole like that's legit then he had, he had a good series he had a off. I remember he had an oppo home run against the blue jays when that's what i was thinking of that's what i was thinking Florida. of yeah yeah. I'm like, so, this guy can get oppo too. That's crazy. Exactly. I was so in on him, but I mean, so it's there. The potential is there and we know he yeah. can do it. So I think, I think he'll be fine. I think the difference between him and what Chavis did was Chavis was home run or nothing type guy. Yeah. It's kind of the same like thing. They start off really hot and then just crash. Crash. But I think yeah. the thing is about Duran, he's a different style of play where he can put the ball on the ground and, hit the ball if he gets a ball in the hole he's probably gonna beat it out yeah he has multiple ways to get on base rather than just on the fence or over the fence yeah yeah exactly dude i hope i hope chavis does good in pittsburgh man i do miss him i I was a fan of him i was a huge fan he seems like a really good guy the ice horse yeah (laughs) i still follow him on instagram and it's weird just to see like yellow and black on him and it's just like i think that's a good fit for him because he'll get the chance to play every day and there's not really that pressure of i have to be the guy yeah and i feel like anyone in Boston. i think i think boston has the most pressure out of any athlete really for sure i think also with boston when they call up a prospect they automatically have to be the savior that is true they yeah have to be the savior to, because last year it was like it was durant red Sox, call up durant right before red sox Yankee, huge red sox yankee series and everyone's like oh well we got durant now we like better win yeah, yeah. Had a good series. But then it was like, well, why Duran only go one for four this game? And then he probably saw it on Twitter. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses, but it's a lot of pressure. Well, it's a ton of pressure. Like we it's said last episode. Yeah. It's just nuts how people expect these kids, these teenagers, young 20-year-olds to come up on the biggest stage in the entire world and do good right away. It's oh, I know. next to impossible. Exactly. And the one thing I do have to give Boston credit with is they don't, it's not like they give him a half a year. Oh, he didn't work out. Let's dump him. Yeah. Like you saw it with Chavis. They gave him, what was it, two and a half years? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he kind of was the odd man out, but at least they traded him to a place that's gonna. Good for him. him. And plus Ben Charrington drafted him when Charrington was with Boston. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So now we're going to move to the prospect train a little bit and we're going to talk about the prospects that are playing winter ball right now and first off i want to start with my fellow alumni at indian river state college cutter crawford he's a florida boy went to fgcu uh he's got nasty stuff and uh so the past couple years with cutter crawford they've been kind of plagued with injuries they signed him 
uh, where did they, when did they sign him? They signed him in like 2017, but throughout the years, 20, 2019 and 2020, it was just injury ridden and 2021. He's not that like, wasn't that amazing, but right now he is, he has a 0.42 ERA with 21 innings pitched and 23 strikeouts, which even though it is summer or winter ball, I think that's pretty good. And I think there's some potential to see him this year. Maybe. He was up last year. He made his debut. Oh. He spot started last year. Oh, yeah, he did. Look at that. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't that good of a start, but you know, he got to the big leagues and he's got good stuff. And I mean, it's his debut. I mean, he was nervous and there was like a last minute thing. Yeah, so I think I think he's gonna it did blacked out. I don't think he was on schedule to pitch the day they called him up and it was like a you know a last minute thing. Last minute thing, yeah. But if he's putting up these numbers right now, oh, and his team name, by the way, uh, what are they called? Um, Estrialis Orientalis. Yeah, Orient. That was probably so botched and so bad. And I, but it means like green stars. I looked it up. I'm like, what team is this? And it took me forever to find it. But green stars. But if he's pitching this good on the green stars, something like that. Uh, I yeah. Don't know. I mean, I, th- I think he's got a chance to, you know, at least be an up and down guy this year. Well, the craziest thing is that it's in 21 innings with a 0.42 ERA. That's, that's, that's good. That's really good. I, I saw it. I think it was through like his first nine innings or something like that. Something crazy. Yeah. So I, I, I think he's going to be up there, man. I really do. He'll be one of the options if somebody goes down, if they need innings out of the 10 or like a spot starter for sure. Definitely. All right. So next we got a uh, Michael Feliz and he's got a zero ERA, but only was three innings pitched, but uh, you got, you got more on him. Jeff? Yeah. I mean, he, he was with the Red Sox last, last year. Um, then they DFA'd him, got claimed by Oakland and then Oakland DFA'd him and then Boston reclaimed him or signed him to a minor league deal. But anyways, he's been in the big leagues before with the pirates. At, uh, did he make, with the Astros, he got up to the big leagues. He's been around for a while. He got signed in 2010 as an international free agent. Mm. But he pitched with the Red Sox. He pitched five innings last year in the big leagues with a 3-3-8 ERA. I mean, I think he's a good depth bullpen arm. Like, somebody goes down, he'll definitely be one of the guys to come up. Yeah. Or, but, I mean, you know, he's, or, he, is, he is old. He's 28 years old. Yeah. So do you think that has anything to do with him? But like, he's not so much a prospect, but yeah, I don't know. I think he's a good guy to have in your organization in case like something Something goes wrong. You have a you have a guy who's pitched in the big leagues before. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, switch over to Yoan Martinez with a five point five nine ERA and nine innings pitched, which is a little shaky. But I I think like nine innings pitched. Eh, is it a lot? I mean, for a relief no, pitcher. That's one start, basically. <clears throat> yeah, but he is a relief pitcher. Oh. Uh, I mean, one one start could have plagued the whole thing. Yeah. Or so, one in could have plagued the whole thing. Yeah. So um, is there anything about him? Who is he? Uh, 25 from the DR. How long has he been in the league? He made his pro debut in 2016, uh, but he's yeah. never been up. Yeah, no, he's, he's young. young. He's 25, yeah. Yeah. He throws hard, though. He throws 90, 94, 97, tops out at 100. 
Yeah, but I mean, Sox prospects is saying uh, his ceiling is a triple A organizational reliever. Yeah. So Sox prospects not high on him at all. And they are the best when it comes to rankings and everything. I was reading some of this and my God, they were ruthless on some of them. It's kind of just like you have no shot, but cool that you're in our organization. I mean, but it's the truth. It is the truth. truth. Do you think do you think Red Sox players like read their Look own articles? It. Yeah. Oh, for sure. They definitely do. Dude, I don't think I could. Like if I was playing and if I was that guy, like I don't I don't know. I mean, would I, you? I know, uh, oh yeah. You would? Oh yeah. I wouldn't want to know what they're like kind of saying about me. I kind of just want to be like, all right. Because if they're writing bad about me, that's I just got to go out and play better. <laughs> that's, the of, that's the end of it. Like that is true. I'm doing. But what if you're, what if you're killing it and like you're just not giving a chance, and then they're just talking shit about you, and you're just like. At the end of the day, the only thing you can do to shut them up is play better. <laughs> so. Fair enough. What were you going to say before I cut you off? Oh, I forgot. Oh, all right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll go to uh, Victor Santos, which he was traded for the uh, other Florida boy, CJ Chatham. Yeah, represent Florida. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even know that um, Chatham got traded. Chatham, yeah. Or uh, Chatham, Chatham, yeah. Yeah. So he's Victor Santos. He's a Dombrowski guy, and Dombrowski went to the Phillies, and he's a yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that does make sense. So right now he's currently got a two point seven ERA with sixteen innings pitched, which is a good, good chunk for a relief pitcher, especially. Um, yeah. And I, I guess in the playoffs he's kind of clutch because he has a zero ERA with two ERA, a zero ERA. He's got um, he's got a zero ERA with two point two innings pitched in the playoffs. So hey, maybe there's a clutch factor there. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. So. Um, his stuff is like I'm reading the scouting report on him. His stuff is looks very average, but you know, maybe you could put he's only 21, so the stuff will tick up. I mean, he's really yeah. young. What they said he's 90 to 92. Yeah, tops out 94. I mean, you know, you move him to the pen, his stuff is gonna take up. Yeah, I, but I, mean, I feel in the MLB these days, if you're not throwing like 95 and up, like you have to stay consistently there. No, I know, but maybe, I mean, I don't know. He, he looks to be a good uh, depth guy. Good, you know. Yeah. But he's still young. He could, you never really know. You re- never yeah. really know. He might be throwing a bullpen one day and it might just all click for him. Yeah. All right, so let's go to someone we saw last year and uh, Phillips Valdez, who has a whopping... 54 ERA with 0.1 inning pitch. So what's the math on that one? I, do you actually know? I have no idea. Not good. I'll oh, tell you that. I'll does it get? Right it's uh two earned runs in one third of an inning. Or no, that's not right. No uh, innings pitch, earned runs too. Yeah, yeah, two earned runs in one 0.1 innings. Math. I don't know it that well. I go to Emerson. We don't learn math. So I'm getting better at math. I'm getting better at math. But um, dude, do you think he got hurt for 0.1 innings? He mu- he must have gotten hurt. There's no way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he wasn't. He was decent, or no, he was good in 2020, and then last year he never really like took. Well, he came. Step. But he came in in garbage time in 2021. I feel like. He'll go out there and throw up zeros. 
Yeah. Like the Rays where we were up like 15 and he only yeah. threw it in one inning. Like, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of rooting for the Rays there because I'm like, they pull this off and they don't pull uh, Valdez, Valdez. It's completely on the manager at this point. Yeah. I, it, I, it, I just is. Think it was kind of funny. It would be hilarious, but I would rather not lose. I mean, if they lose that game, they don't host the host the wild card game. They probably don't win in Yankee Stadium. So I'm happy they won that. Don't get me wrong, but I think it would have been really funny. I think they still would have won in Yankee Stadium. Gary Cole pitched bad because of the fans in, in Boston. Uh, that was the best. Like seeing all the and videos of Gary Cole. Dude. Where did the Kermit the Frog thing come from with Gary Cole? Karabas started calling him Kermit. I love that guy. I was sitting in that like right field section for that game. Oh my god! The whole as soon as Cole got into the pen, that everyone was just letting him have it. Oh my god, dude! It was it was I, so. You think the highest paid pitcher in the world? Well, not anymore. Would like have blinders onto that, right? I mean, that's tough, man. You've seen the bullpens in Fenway. They're in the yeah, stadium. They're, they're right there. I love that. It is honestly phenomenal. I can't wait to sit next to that. I haven't sat that close yet. Have you sat in right field? I've sat in right field, but not that close to the bullpen. Uh, that's by far, like, the most fun place for me. Right field? In my opinion, it's the best part. All right. I'll definitely I'll definitely have to do that next, uh, next year. If uh, everything goes well, man, they're starting to shut stuff down up here. Like – Mask oh, mandates are back, and it's like, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> anyway, let's go. Let's go to the hitters and our boy, the franchise Franchi Cordero, and um, in straight Franchi fashion. Actually, you know what? Take that back. He's doing very average right now with a two fifty three batting average and eighty seven at bats. So that's actually better than what Franchi has done in the past season. So. You know who I think Franchi really reminds me of? Who? Bruce Castillo. Can't put it together at the big league level, but just rakes in AAA. Yeah, dude, the greatest AAA. AAA Hall of Fame, dude. Is there a Hall of Fame for the minor leagues? Probably not, but he's a he's like, he just can't like, I don't know. He's still young. What is he? Or no, he's not. He's 27. Yeah, no. But um, I don't know. I mean, the power, speed, and like the athleticism is like so intriguing, but he just needs to make contact. Yeah. Uh, I, don't I don't think he factors in at all this year, really. No, not at all. Especially with, like, Schwarber and Cassis and that whole first base situation. We'll see how the outfield – I think he's – I always forget that he's not a Red Sox, but I think he's just going to be a Red Sox. Like, come on. I mean, you ha- you have to do the same thing. He's the perfect guy to, like – Claim the outfield for a year. JD walks, and then he's your uh, DH. Exactly. They're gonna they're gonna have to show like they're gonna have to give him a big back. And the whole thing is, if they resign Schwarber, I think Dalback gets dealt. Yeah. Then you won't be able to share the DH role between Cassis, Devers, and Dalback. Dalback. Yeah. And I think ultimately Bogarts is gonna have to shift to third once uh one of their middle or once uh. Maybe a really good shortstop just falls in their hands and it's too good to pass up. And they just go flip the DH at first with uh, Devers and Cassis, one place first, one DHs, Bogarts moves, and then 
I mean, story's still out there. It could happen. No. Don't like Trevor's story? It's not going to happen, dude. Trevor's story's coming off the worst year of his career. I think you probably get him for a little cheaper than he's worth. It's not going to happen. That's uh, never know, uh, though. Never know. I think I do know that Trevor Story is not going to come to Boston. I think I think Story is going to be a Yankee, and I think Correa is just going to go to the highest bidder. I can see Story going to St. Who's uh, St. Louis at shortstop? Uh, I don't know. They won. I, I feel like they're the such a good fit there. Let's see. Who's a shortstop now? Paul DeYoung. Oh, he's old. Oh, no, he's not. He's not old. He's not old. No, but I mean, I don't know. I had his card and be the show, but um, <laughs> his card and be the show is like a, a, a moments card or something like that. Yeah. Pretty fire. Yeah. He batted under 200 under the Mendoza line. I think you'd be a good fit in San Luis. I just yeah. look at story. I go, this guy's a Cardinal. He looks like a Cardinal. He just looks like it. Something with Colorado and St. Louis. I don't know. He's got all his, he's got Arenado over there. I mean, I think it'd be a good fit. I really do. I I like the Cardinals. I've always liked them. I don't know why, but I've always, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't go watch them like when I was growing up though. I went all the time. (laughs) I I went to the Jupiter, like for the Marlins. I never really went for the Cardinals. Like I saw them when they played the Marlins and it was like, I saw Yachty. I saw uh, Pujols. Yeah all that but like i don't know i never really like went i always went when i was younger because like i was a catcher and i wanted to go watch yachty <laughs> yachty yeah dude i still i still remember in fort lauderdale the orioles games that's where oh, i got yeah. my first my first foul ball um i think it was like my first my first uh, ice cream cup hat you know what i'm talking oh, about yeah. and i think i might have been my first baseball game like professional but it's that or mar or dolphin stadium one of the two yeah i remember i skipped school when i was really young to go one of those games with my parents and we saw like the principal to my like middle school like a section over did she say anything no she was skipping work too fair enough um i was gonna say something damn i feel like the marlins should move to like at least for a lot of or something like that yeah dude dude, like their stadium's in such a bad area such a great dude Move the Rays to Tampa. Which I am very glad that they are not, like, doing the two-season thing. Bro, I go to school about half an hour outside Tampa. It's an hour and a half drive for me to go to a Rays game. See, that's just that's just stupid. And parking costs more than their tickets. Yeah. I, it's – it's and the it's stadium's really just – it's so trash. Bad. And I if you can build an amazing hockey fan base in Florida – of all you know places, why? The, why? the arena's in the nicest part of Tampa. Yeah, it's on uh, um, uh, Ebor, Ebor City. No, it's nice on. Uh, it's right isn't it right? The, it's right next to Ebor City. Right by, it's right by the wharf. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wharf is a good time. Got some crazy stories at the wharf, Dev. No, I th- I've only been here with my mom. <laughs> Wait, actually? Yeah. Dude, let's go when I get back. I'm so down. Do I get back? Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think if you can build a franchise, like an amazing franchise in Tampa Bay for hockey of all places, you can easily do it for baseball. 
And dude, with the Buccaneers too, like you put the Rays are a good team and they're fun to watch. Just move it to Tampa. Yeah. Well, the thing is with the Buccaneers, were they really relevant until Tom Brady came out over? No, but <laughs> no, but the thing is the Rays have Tyler Glass now. I mean, they got Glass now. They got um Kiermeyer. They're just trying to get the most attractive team on the field. Yeah. I mean, they, they dished out uh, how much for um, Wander Frank? Oh, 300 million? No, it wasn't that much. It was like two. Contract. I really don't like it, buys out all of his club controls. It was 11 year, 182. Oh, okay. Really not that crazy. That is, that, I thought it was much more crazy. Yeah. Compared to what other guys are getting, it's not that crazy. Yeah. Okay, so they're not going to go all gangbusters and just sign their yeah. names and stuff. And Wander's well, the real deal. It, yeah, he's legit. I mean, the way he performed in the ALCS or ALDS as a yeah. dude younger than us, a 20-year-old, like how we were talking about the pressure and everything while these young yeah. kids, like does his brain function correctly? Because it looks like it does not affect him at all. Well, have you seen him in person? Mm-mm. Oh, he's the oldest looking 20 year old I've ever seen in my life. Does it, he still has braces, right? Yeah. I like I went to a Rays game with uh, when he first got called up with a couple of my buddies, and like we saw him and we're like, this guy's younger than us. He's like 40 years older than us. I don't get it. There's must be something in the water. Like I I don't yeah, get it. I mean, he's a freak of nature and he's unbelievable and good for the Rays for getting him because yeah. he's the type of guy that the Rays do need. Yeah, I mean, seriously, do you think there's something not working with his brain where he doesn't understand pressure? <laughs> like, no, I, would... I, th- I think he feeds off of it. I think he feeds off of it. Dude, I... he owns Chris Sale. Yeah, I know. I watched. I think, I think the whole thing is with the Rays. They install this mindset of we're not supposed to be here. Who cares? And it just makes everyone go out there and play free, like loose and freely. Because you look at everybody on the Rays, they're having a good time. Like they're having fun. Kind of how the Red Sox yeah. are now. Like with, yeah. like, yeah. like Pulawecki, he just, the whole shopping cart thing. like And Red dancing Sox, on my own. They have fun. Fun now. And back when John Farrell was there, like they would win, like they would sweep two series in a row and no one would feel like even smiling. No, yeah. And uh, to be successful in this game, you have to have fun. Exactly. Dude, there's... Exactly. And, dude, I think that happened to me, at least. I don't know about you, but when we were, like, 13 and we're getting, like, bought out to restaurants and yeah. pampered and recruited at 13 years old and it became a business when people started spending money for free tournaments and stuff, and it was just, like... <laughs> I'll never forget. I showed up to a tournament in Arizona, and um, one of our coaches... for or one of the coaches was supposed to get pitchers and the other coach was supposed to go get the hitters. All the hitters show up and we get to the tournament and the other coach was like, wait, I thought I got the hitters and you got the pitchers. So we had two like <laughs> guys for each position and no pitchers. And Anthony Volpe was our ace that tournament. <laughs> Dude, what? Yeah, it was like, who else was on that team? Matt Thompson was on the Banditos. Um, trying to, Matt Allen, loved Maddie, who we all know. Yeah. Um, who else got drafted? A lot of guys got drafted off that team. I can't think of their names right now. It was a while ago. Yeah. But, yeah. but like, so he recruited all you hitters and then forgot to get all the pitchers? So it was when MVP and the Banditos went together. 
Yes, yes, I remember that. Yeah, so all the MVP hitters came, and then Ray brought his hitters too. Thinking that it was, it was, uh, it was okay. really funny. It was really funny. <laughs> anyway, how, how wait? How old were you though? That was like fourteen, of you right? Fourteen, fifteen. I think you were sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. When did you start Extreme Life? Or uh, start like serious on Extreme Life? Because I went, I went and played with other teams. Okay, yeah, because like, yeah, 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 that MVP Arizona team also, yeah, which then turned into the Padre Scout team. Okay, how, how do these teams get all the like scout teams? Like, is that legal? Yeah, it's just like a scout has to run it, or a paid employee of the team has to run it. Because I know, I think FTB is Philly's scout team now. Yeah, so one of FTB's coaches is probably like a scout or something. Okay, and Scorpions is Giants. I know that. It's it's like one of their coaches like is a scout or something. Okay, I just thought they just took the name and went with no, it. You can't. You'll get sued. Right. That's what I. That's what I thought. So I saw these scout teams popping up, and I'm just like, No, you'll get sued. <laughs> oh, so that's how Orioles scout team works. Yeah. Got it. All right. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> We back to the prospects. <laughs> back back to these prospects, not a us has been prospects when we were fucking 12. Um, <laughs> let's go to the uh, Roberto Clemente Professional League, which is in uh, Puerto Rico, because the other hitters really have not done anything in the Dominican. Uh, straight zeros across the board. And uh, well, Izzy Wilson, they just signed. Yeah, and we'll get to Izzy Wilson and uh, Taylor Cole later, like at the end of the show, probably. Yeah, these guys haven't even played. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do they, do they just like, is it like the Cape League? You sign a 10 day contract or like the NBA right now? 10 day contract. I don't know. Because, uh, I think you say his name, Jason Rosario. Like, he's on the cusp of maybe being like a DFA candidate. So if I raise him, like, I would go and played and like showcased a little. I mean, do you think he's hurt? Maybe. He might be, but like, maybe a Valdez they situation. Him, they got him in the Mitch Moreland trade. And it was like one of those things where he's going to be like a speedy center fielder who can like kind of like hit. And he just can't hit. Yeah. But and they had, to throw, they had to put him on the 40-man when they got him. Like, this past year, he hit 232. His on-base pretense, his on-base was 335, and his slugging was 307. Like, that's brutal. Yeah. Dude, I could do that. <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> slugging is lower than on-base. That's bad. I think I can do that, but I really can't. <laughs> All right, so um, do we just do highlights of, like the guys who are doing good? Um, a lot of names. Uh, we could just run through it real quick because I, yeah. I, I I did my research and I want to do this. Okay, all you. All right, so uh, Henry Nunez. We're starting out from the Puerto Rico league. Um, he has a twenty-seven ERA with a one point one innings pitched. With five walks in those 1.1 innings, which I would usually say it's not obviously not enough time, but five walks. Who is he? I've never even heard of him. I clicked on his link, 404, not found. That's what, that's what I just did. Henry Nunez, Smiling. Does, does he exist? He is born in 2001. Oh, so that younger than us. 20 years old or turning 21 he was signed 
Okay, they signed him in 2020. So he's a he's 20 years old. He's 6'4", 200 pounds. Okay, he's, he's still really young. Yeah, he's still really young. So at least we know he exists. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't put too much thought into him playing winter ball as a 21 year old or a 20 year old. Yeah. Because yeah. he's probably like five, six years younger than the next youngest guy in the league. Yeah. So all right. Anyway, uh Chase Sugard. Yeah. He's he's an American guy. Yeah, he's from Texas. He's a Texas boy. He was gas. Yeah. Uh let's see. What do I have written about him? Uh so the uh Oh, wait, wrong person. I was thinking of the, the next guy. So uh, he's been lights out in the playoffs. I guess there's a clutch factor again. Very clutch. Uh, 1.8 ERA with five innings pitched. Solid. Um, does he have any chance to see the uh, big time, Dev? Not, I don't think this year. 25, and he was only in Greenville last year, but fastball gets up to 97. He can go a couple innings. He's a good... He has a good curveball. Throws about 80 miles an hour. I think he is. A, I think he'll be a guy to watch this year for sure. If he takes that step forward, I think he puts himself in a good situation. Yeah, I mean, tops out 97. I mean, which is solid. Which my biggest thing is the speed difference. So tops out 97. His curveball goes from 74 to 80. Yeah, I mean, I is, think he's a starter right now. They have him at. Yeah. But uh, you're throwing 97 as a starter and maintaining about 95 the whole start if he moves to the pen he'd be fast-tracked yeah i mean that's what uh fox prospects said they didn't they didn't just completely annihilate him like they do some of these other prospects uh no they, they like him they like him a yeah. lot ceiling of a middle reliever hey good for him that's, i mean hey it's better than uh better than career-long minor league player Better than 99% of the people that ever walked this earth. So there, that is very true. The 1% of the 1% of the 1%. And speaking of one percenters, let's talk about the moon man, the uh, greatest catcher of all time. Whoa, wait, he's actually not catching in the uh, winter league, but uh, Christian, Christian Vasquez. Um, I mean, he's only had 31 at bats, but he batted 161. But if he's at first base in DH, Shouldn't those go up? He might be one of those guys who can only hit when he catches. Fair. Just like me he when I was like. the type of guy that doesn't really use his legs in his swing. And now that his legs aren't tired, maybe it's like a, kind of throwing him out of whack. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I'm like, I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, from my very lack of experience catching, um, when I was just drained, it almost helped me like, hit better because i didn't think i was just like oh my god my legs and you're just swing and like oh wow that went farther than i expected because you're not up there like all jittery you're just like whatever man and then you're stone to barrel the ball and you're like oh wow i caught i got a barrel there yeah exactly so uh i don't know again with a lot of these stats i don't know if we can tell anything he's not really the best hitter anyway um he's not that clutch though there's no clutch factor on Vasquez right now in the playoffs. He's batting 208 with 24 ABs. We got to get that clutch fast factor. Yeah. What would, did he hit a bomb this year? Yeah, the, the, the long he ass game. Like six bombs a year, and they're all like mammoth shots. I don't know why I asked that because I was at that game against Toronto, <laughs> right? Was it? Yeah. No, it was the race. Toronto or the race? I think Toronto, maybe. 
Yeah, it was Toronto. Was it? Was it? it was. No, I think it might have been Tampa. It might have been Tampa. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. uh, the, the internet. The internet. Let's go to the Sox prospect page. What is? What does it say? What does it say for Ten- Hey, hey. Potential to be one of the best defensive catchers in baseball who can also add enough value in his bat. Oh, wow. Did you ever see the videos of him when he was coming up of him popping like a one, six, eight in game? In game? In game. I remember in high school, it went like viral and like all the catchers like on my high school team were all like, oh my God, like how do you even do this? And then, you know, he tore it towards UCL right after that, but. That's probably how he did it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I know there's like showcase catchers where they're like already set and then they get in and do a yeah, crazy yeah, pop this time. In, like this was in game. Like you watch his like film from when he was like in double A, triple A, it's jaw dropping. Like he was throwing dudes out by like five, six steps. Wow. Yeah. I guess they do it differently in the PR, huh? Yeah, but I mean, he still has got a bazooka back there. Yeah, I mean he'll he'll probably be playing till he's like forty. Honestly, I think there will always be a place for Christian Vasquez somewhere. Oh no, Sandy Leon. You don't think so? Fucking picked up. I mean, dude, his body's unsustainable. Leon is he still with the Marlins? Leon, I don't know. He signed with somebody else, but I'm talking about Vasquez. His body's not sustainable as a catcher. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's wise. He might have to like lose a couple pounds, like just for his knees. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but what Yachty's been able to catch for so long is because um he's in like such good shape that and like he goes he's been doing like the knee down thing and he doesn't like if no one's on base he's not going that extra mile to block a ball he's like at whatever where like Vasquez he's probably one of the hardest working guys back there but yeah extend his career he's gonna have to like hey no one's on base not the biggest deal if i don't block this ball if it's an oo count yeah hey where does he train in the offseason did you see that video of him in coral springs nova yeah like him and jd worked together or something okay because i saw him son hialeah too okay that makes sense because i saw he posted a video on instagram and it was um i believe like cypress or Mullins Park. Yeah, no, he definitely lives like Broward. Of course. Yeah, Broward somewhere. It's just yeah, let's just expose him real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like like your uh your neighbors. Oh uh I don't live next to Mike anymore. I he moved. I moved Oh he moved? He moved, I moved. So I don't know. Oh man, that's nice. I know. Could you imagine if okay, dude, I, I almost hit Anthony Rizzo once driving? Uh, yeah. Oh my god. Dude. Walking his dog down my street. I'm trying to get into my driveway after like a summer ball game. I'm like, dude, come on. And then he just turns around. I'm like, that's Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? And then it like clicked with me, like, oh, he plays for the Cubs and Mike Napoli's one of the Cubs coaches. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes well he he I think he does he still live in Parkland? Because I know I went to Douglas. I think he lives in because uh, when he did the pizza review with Portnoy, he said Napoli was his neighbor. So I think he lives somewhere like where Our, I used to live. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. JD lives somewhere around there too because I've seen him riding his bike. 
having a grand old time on the wrong side of the road. Well, did you, did you, um, of course, <laughs> did you uh, watch that house tour with JD Martinez? It was like, yeah, I think in 2018. So I was looking at it. I think it's closer to where I just moved. Seriously? Yeah. Because the like whole neighborhood, like kind of looks like it's even, so it's definitely east of Los Solis. I can put that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Los Solis. Dude, can, do you like know your neighbors yet? Uh, yeah, they're kind of what the people across the street are super nice. The people okay, so. waiting next to us is kind of like, he's nice. So it's, it's, it's not Mike Napoli and you don't know yet. No, I mean, first day we move in, she brings a rifle out and just blows Iguana's head off, off of our dock. And we're just all like, what? What? <laughs> and then she realized that we moved in and then she brought us like a basket of fruit and we're like, all righty then. Wait, she blew a what off? Ig- Iguana's head. With a, like a rifle. <laughs> so like, out of nowhere, we hear like a loud pop and this thing just like fl- flops into the water. And we're all like, huh? And then like another one just got like, nothing, like we walk out there later and there's like a head and we're like. <laughs> That's living in Florida. Uh, dude, I miss Florida so much. <laughs> I'm sad we didn't get to hang out before I fucking left, dude. I know. It's just been a complete mess with everything. I know. Absolute. All right. Anyway, uh, Venezuelan. Uh, Let's do I do I even have anything on these guys? Oh, I I definitely do. You can do Pedro. I can do Pedro. All right, you can do Pedro. Um, so where are you? Uh Oh, yeah, I'm going to say this name. Super right. Uh, oh, they don't even have how to say his name. You know, Sox Prospects has a phonics name, yeah. phonic way. All right, so um, please don't be mad at me. But Odenair Mosqueda. Mosqueda? I feel like that was pretty good. I feel like that was, I feel like that was pretty good. Yeah. Really fucking good. Uh, 11 ERA with seven innings pitched. Boy! Uh, as a relief pitcher, too, not a starter. So, looking a little rough right there. Uh, but he is young. He's 22 years old, and he's been in the league since 2016. So, I really don't think it matters. He's, he's pretty young. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't read too much into it. They're probably just trying to get him a couple extra innings and be around some guys. Yeah, maybe he'll pop off. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, hey, that speaking of like prospects popping off do i don't know if, how long you've been doing this website but were ever devers and bogarts like heavily on this website or were they like, Sox kinda... prospects or... yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah they were yeah because yeah. i'm is there anyone that's ever just been like nothing and then randomly popped off out of nowhere yeah but then they were ranked when they got called up type thing Okay, because I, 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 I've never seen anyone who hasn't been in this top 10 and then go up and then play. Because I haven't yeah. seen, like, for instance, uh, like Cutter Crawford, like, just pop off and go, yeah. you know what I mean? So, all right. Um, and then you got Pedro Castellanos, am I right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was just on fire. He hit three – he slashed 313-361 with a 550 slugging with eight home runs in 131 at bats and then that's, the playoffs he, he so far has hit 333 
with one home run in 21 at bats. The clutch factor. He's got the clutch factor. He had a really good year in double A two where he hit 289, 364, 471. I think he, he might have a chance. I mean, he's 24 and he's a first baseman outfielder, which is kind of like log jams in the system, but he keeps hitting like that. He could be used in a deal too. Yeah. As like but a- uh what I read is that he's a another swing and miss kind of first baseman guy. Yeah. He gets on base a decent amount though. Yeah, that 313 with being a swing and miss kind of guy is actually pretty impressive. And double A got on base 364, like in 325 at bats in double A this year. Yeah. So I don't know. I think he's pretty good. Let's just add more first basemen to this list. Hey, if they hit, who cares? <laughs> if they hit, who cares? It's usually I think everyone's usually a shortstop, first base, or a catcher. Yeah, exactly. Or a center like first fielder. base only. Or center fielder. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Is it Jorge? Right, Jorge Rodriguez. Yeah. Oh wait, no, 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 no. I think this is a mistake. Uh, is it? No, it's not. Why did I say a mistake? Oh, because when I, when I was writing down the notes, this page didn't exist, and I looked him up, and he was nowhere to be found. But it says, wait, wait, wait. No, it is a mistake. This is why. So I'm on the page right now. Born March, huh? It says he was released in November 2008. Yeah, it said born in 1985. And he was signed as an international free agent in 2003. And he's he's a Colombian pitcher with 93 and 94 fastball and average breaking pitches. Wait, I'm so confused. He last played. Uh, this, we're on the wrong page because this says he last played in 2008. Yeah, but it's right here, the 2021 Mexican Professional League. I think this might be hit. Right? It, def- it has to be. Hold on. There's no way. Okay. Okay, I found him. Yeah. So this Jorge Rodriguez, he's 21 years old. Oh, that sounds a lot better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, so he, he got up to Salem this past year. Through 68 innings, he had a 5.56 ERA in 18 games. Uh, I don't have so much of a scouting report on him, but his stats didn't look too hot. Um, he was good in the DS or in 2019. He was he had a really good year. He got to low A and Lowell. Mm-hmm. He had a 3.86 ERA. Actually, no, that was in four innings. Anyways, to be seen on him. Yeah, so he's uh, not released in 2008. No. We can confirm that, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was that, I clicked on it, and I was like, what is going on? I tried looking him up, and I couldn't find him. So, I mean, there's probably a lot of Jorge Rodriguez's in the world. Yeah. So, all right. So that's enough with uh, Mexico. Now we got oh, Panama. Already, yeah. We got Jonathan Arauz. He's already been with the Red Sox for two years in the big leagues. I mean, he's a good off the bat or off the bench guy. He he wasn't that good this year though. He hit no. 185 and 65 ABs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know. He's a utility guy, but he's still only 23. I think they might start to play this year. Yeah, but like, what do you what do you do with a guy like this with 
everything the Red Sox have going on. Like kind of borderline, the triple A, usually triple A. I would put him in triple, because he was a rule five guy that they got from Houston. I would put him in triple A, see if he could develop in a year. I don't know. It, Do you, you know, think, think you? I think this is a make it or break it year for him. Yeah, almost. definitely. Because he has to be on the 40 man because he's been in the big leagues. Well, I mean, especially batting, what, 185 last year? Yeah. I mean, what, how many of these? He got 60, 65 at bats. But he did get, he did get uh, 233 in Worcester, Worcester Mass, and batted yeah. 245. But it's like, I think prospects like this, unless they absolutely just pop off, there's kind of just no shot. He's not a prospect. He's already two years in the big leagues. Oh, oh yeah, 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 2020. My bad. Yeah, but I, I see Sox prospects actually that. But I don't know. I think he. I think if they don't go and go out and get another infielder, like off the bench type guy, I don't think if they don't do that, I think he will stick with the team. But I think if they're able to go out and get like a Charlie Culberson or I don't know someone to come off the bench, yeah, I don't think he has a job. But he does have some pop. Like he hit one home run. I think it was like. I think it might have been last year or the year before, whenever, but he hit an absolute bomb against Cleveland. Yeah. So it's there. Something's it's there. there. It's just he has to put together. Oh my God. I do remember that. Was it? It was like really random too, right? Wasn't that like? Yeah, it was like out of nowhere from the left side. And everyone was like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing that. And like even the announcers were just like, what? Yeah. Because he batted like last that game. It hasn't done anything. And then out of nowhere, boom. Yeah, exactly. And then Carabas went off on Twitter, too. He was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So I do remember that. All right. Now let's go to Eduardo Vaughn, who is batting 234 with 47 at-bats. Not horrible. Not amazing. Yeah. But there's nothing on this guy. I mean, well, he's born in 2002, which yeah. is – Anything. That's on him. He's nuts. He's still in DSL. I mean – He's a big kid. He's six four. Yeah, six four, one eighty five. That's very light, but twenty years old. Yeah. How much he signed for half a million, or his signing bonus is half a million? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Good for him. Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see this guy in the next couple of years. Yeah. Actually, no. He got up to the FCL this this year. He hit two twenty six, but he got on base three sixty two and slugged four oh five. That's solid. That's not, bad. That's not, That's not bad. bad. Not bad at all. He got three home runs, two dubs, two dub yeah. skis. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. Sweet. And Ronio uh, Raldes, I think is how you say his name. He hasn't really pitched since 2018. He's been hurt. And then this year dealt with like anxiety and depression. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. So he hasn't really pitched at all. So there's, yeah. I don't know. Nothing. We I never. Really. Sox Prospects has a YouTube channel. Yeah, because they have a podcast too. Well, this is this is him. Oh, ah, ah, oh my God, that's loud. That is loud. Oh, he plays for the Greenville Drive, dude. Have you been to a Greenville Drive game? No, but I want to. It's sick. It's so sick because Greenville, North Carolina, is stunning. It is absolutely yeah, beautiful. I played like up there before. It's sick. Did you play? Did you play in the Black Bear tournament? The Prospect yeah. Select Black Bear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, that's what I did too. And we went to the Greenville Drive game, and dude, it was awesome. That's sick. Just the Carolinas in general are absolutely oh, stunning. So nice. 
like we played at Wofford and Furman, which I really wanted to go to, but they shut down their program. Which That's where I wanted to go to. I know. I think everybody like low key wanted to go to Furman because it's just yeah. beautiful place, beautiful campus. Six cool, yeah. Yeah, you can't really get much better. Um, but yeah, dude, Greenville Drive, highly suggest going to those games. And oh, I yeah. think um, I think a big prospect was at that game too because I don't know if it was Duran. It might have been Duran. Uh, uh, he wasn't really a big prospect till he got like. Or it might have been Duran or Cassis because I I remember knowing the name. I think it was Cassis who was playing that day. Probably. And I was still playing in a uh, prospect select tournament, which is just nuts. <laughs> it's just nuts to think about. All right, and. Um, I think we're good with our uh, international winter ball league. Yeah. What do you think everyone else is doing? What do you think Bogarts and uh, Debbie are doing? They're just going through their normal off-season routine, probably waking up, lifting, hit, going to the cage, hitting, fielding, and then doing live ABs every so often. Yeah. I mean, what else can you do, right? Yeah. So I know uh, – it- I know JD and uh, Johnny India, Rookie of the Year, work out yeah. together at Nova. And uh, Devin Mararo, former Red Sox first rounder. Former Red Sox first rounder. Now he's on the Marlins. So I see all those three work out together. Yeah. Um, dude, who else do we know that works out like by us? How? He oh, the he's the Cressy guy. Yes, definitely. Um, if you go on their Instagram, you might see a video of somebody. System eight with system eight was a lot. Or Brinson works out in at system eight, or he did. Yeah, I know Caleb Roberts. Oh, Cassis is system eight. Yeah, that's where I used to go. Really? It didn't that used to be Bomberito? Well, it's the guy from Bomberito didn't get paid, so he said like, "Screw this, I'm taking uh all the my baseball guys. guys." Yeah, no football too because. Oh, Gronk, sure. yeah, Gronk worked out there. How many guys worked out there? Bomberito's still around. What? Is Bomberito still around? I don't know anybody that goes there anymore. I haven't heard about it in forever. Everyone goes to Cressy or System 8. Yeah, because I remember um, I went to Bomberito one time, believe it or not, the Cassis brothers were there. And oh, it, I went once is it, I worked out Tristan, yeah. Is it still, um, it was like, it was like a garage, right? Yeah, like in Pines. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if it's still there. I have no idea. It, but isn't System Eight that too? No, System Eight's in the Jewish Community Center, kind of like in Hollywood. I think it is, dude. It's a sick setup. Really? Yeah, they got this whole turf field in the back too. They have a pool there, dude. It's so nice. Oh damn! It is so nice. I don't know. I feel like Cressy uh, is a little better. I might be a little biased. Obviously, obviously, Cressy's nicer, but it's a sick setup, and it's only it was only like twenty minutes for me. Yeah, yeah, like Cressy right now is like twenty minutes for me too. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, let's see, is that all? Get is on, that all? Like, the... you want to get onto the two? So the Red Sox had two minor league signings since our last episode: Taylor Cole and Izzy Wilson. Taylor Cole has pitched in the big leagues before. Um, he's got a career four nine seven ERA in uh 88 innings i mean he's hold on click on 
page. He doesn't give up barrels at all, but like he doesn't really strike anyone out. He walks a ton of guys. I mean, his pass ball velo is up there. Hold on, trying to pull it up there. Why is it not coming up? He is in the Dominican Professional Baseball League, though, and the winner. And uh, he has currently a 2.08 ERA with a uh, 8.2 innings pitched. Solid. <laughs> Solid. Okay, his fastball velo is like around 93. It's not bad. I mean, I think he's more just like a depth guy. You know, yeah. he's got good spin rates. He's above the 50th percentile on both his fastball and curveball spin rate. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like give him a minor league contract, invite him to spring training. Maybe it's just like, you know, yeah, just a guy to have there. And then yeah. Izzy Wilson. He's a. He's he is not, a. He's a former Rocket City Trash Panda, which I think is the greatest name in minor league baseball. By the way. Oh, for sure. Uh, what's it called? He has pop. He's only twenty three, and uh, found a video of him hitting four home runs in one game. And uh, in six minor league seasons, he has fifty three home runs. He's a big like swing and miss guy, which I think is like the biggest problem for him he only hit in six minor league seasons or actually no i'll do let's just talk about this past year with rocket city so in double a the trash pandas sorry trash pandas he hit 247 328 and 487 which is a 815 ops with Mm. uh 21 home runs i mean that is solid i think it's a really good signing what position does it play uh, Izzy Wilson is a outfield. Outfield. They're swing and miss, but I think it's another guy like Christian Stewart, where it's like if they can just make more contact, they will turn into like a good, good like a really intriguing guy. Yeah, solid, solid player. Yeah, and dude, I I've definitely seen him play before because uh, I went to a Rome oh, Graves, huh? He's from the Bahamas too. He was in the same signing class as uh, do you remember Trent? Of course I remember Trent, dude. Yeah, I think he's in the same signing classes. Does he still comment on your Instagram pictures? No. <laughs> dude, I remember, like, out of nowhere, I would post something, and then he would go to my page and then scroll down to, like, two posts. Like, and then be like, a year ago. yeah, and I'd be like, I love this guy. I will never forget when um, he was on Stealth, and yeah. we had some showcase. He hit 95 from the outfield, obviously. I mean, that's why he's with the Angels now. But um, I was playing first base, and this one dude gets, boom, base hit to center field. He's, like, jogging to first and everything. Trent comes up, gets it. Boom, I'm playing first. I just grab the ball. I'm like, <laughs> that's hilarious. Huh? Nail the guy out at first on an easy base hit. And it was the most absurd thing I've ever seen in my playing life. Yeah, the Bahamas are in, like, an elite baseball factory right now. Yeah, for real. I mean, toolsy guys come out of there. Yeah, there was a ton of kids from Heritage that grew up in the Bahamas. Um, yeah. Todd Isaac, Lucius Fox. Yeah. Uh, the the people who set up the uh, don't blink home run derby, like yeah, That's they true. all they all they all went to Heritage, and that don't blink home run derby. I wish I could go to that. Oh, I know it's so cool. Murray, my high school coach, went to it one time, and he just told me he had the time of his life there. They just hit bomb bombs into the ocean. It's obviously it's beautiful down there. It's the Bahamas. How could it not be beautiful? 
but yeah. So I, I've definitely seen uh, Izzy Wilson play though, because I saw the Rome Braves play when uh, Tuki Toussaint was there back in like 2017, 2018. Yeah. Dude, have you ever been to Rome, Georgia? No, I have not. So is it Paris, Texas. Paris, Texas. You never heard that song? You ever been to Rome, Georgia? The peaches off the tree. It's by Jason Aldean. Oh no! <laughs> well, I probably have, but I just don't know the lyrics. Oh, I think it's called like "Flyover States." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yes, yeah. I have seen it. I mean, Rome, Georgia, is the definition of a flyover state because, oh my God, middle of nowhere, and then yeah. out of nowhere, there's just this big baseball stadium. Like minor minor league stadiums are in the middle of nowhere, and it makes no sense to me. That's why uh, the lookouts fire stadium you ever been to the have you ever been to charlotte uh night stadium no i have not it's downtown charlotte and it's like apartments and office buildings all around it so from like your apartment you can watch a game it is the coolest stadium like i love charlotte. really dude it's so sick i think i think us talking about the carolinas just makes me want to just be there i know <laughs> like screw, screw this florida stuff like, it blows my mind how teams just have, like, minor league teams in, like, the middle of nowhere. It's like, you have no like, fans there. Like, like Rome, Georgia, dude. Like, the Mets having uh, their minor league team in Vegas probably, like, gets them so – like, I don't know the numbers, but it, people probably go to those games just to bet on them. Wait, there's a minor league team in Vegas? Yeah, the Mets. I didn't I know, know that. Still are. I don't know if they still are, but no, – Lost- Are they the Las Vegas Aces, right? No, that's the Reno Aces. There's like, oh no 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 no! The baseball bat bros hit there. What? I think it's the a the the baseball bat bros hitting that Las Vegas stadium. It's the Las Vegas Fifty Ones, and they're now the Las Vegas Aviators. Mets. Aviators. Uh, now it's the A's Triple A. A's, yes, okay. The so A's I remember got, everything got rearranged. Yeah, the A's should just, you know, play their major league games in that stadium. They really should. Instead of the Coliseum. I agree. Which I have no idea why they're still there. So I think Vegas and Nashville. Yes, I know. And didn't MLB come out with something saying like the next cities are Montreal and No, they never came else? out and said it, but there's an ownership group in or there's a group in Nashville that wants to bring a team there. And Dombrowski was actually part of it. And then the Phillies hired him, so he's not with them anymore. But Nashville's like actively trying to get a team. Dude, Nashville, like next, put it next to the Titans Stadium. Oh, I know. Just oh my say, God, it would be unreal. And I know that I think the Titans Stadium's like on water, kind of. Yeah. Have you ever been? Right yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you just build a stadium right next to it. You have exactly. the land right there. Kind of like how the Rangers and Cowboys are. It's like Rangers Stadium. There's a hotel Cow- in the middle, and then Cowboy Stadium. Yeah, but dude, Nashville is different because you have Broadway Street. No, I know. It's right there, yeah. You have um, Bridgestone where the Preds play, which, by the way, if you haven't been to a hockey game or like uh, us, Florida Panthers, because we're right there, yeah. any hockey game so electric, and I went to a Preds game, oh, my God, those guys are insane. Whenever they called the goalie out, they'd be like, you suck, you suck, it's all your fault. They threw squids on the ice. Uh, oh what else God. did they do? They just said you suck to every other player, and they were the most rowdy, rambunctious fans. And best of all, 
after the game, they shut down Broadway so no cars or anything can get in, and all the bars are still open so you can go to the bars and everything. I'm pretty sure they do. They have to do with Titans games too. And then add a Nashville team there, it makes so much sense. Nashville is the greatest city, dude. I love it more than anything. Like, I want to go back there. So that's my rant. Nashville, (laughs) Nashville and actual Tampa Bay are where the MLB needs to move to. Yeah, exactly. Move right to Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> I think it makes too much sense. Oh, and uh, like Fort Lauderdale, West Palm, Broward, yeah, Broward West Marlins Palm. Marlins for Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, get rid of that stadium, which is, I mean, it's an orange bowl, but like, eh. What the Hurricanes play there? My God. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, ah. Uh, I, I, think, I think if the Marlins do move, though, that stadium's like, what are they going to do? tear it down that whole can't. area is just so bad <sighs> yeah all right but anyway all right we're good nothing else we need to touch on no news because thanks because the lockout shout out whoever whatever is yeah. going on i don't know but uh this has been the sixth episode yeah, right six. Sixth episode of the landing on Lansdowne podcast with your boys chris ferrara and, Rush. and we will see you next time.